This is Mike Del Mundo, and you're listening to Across the Bifrost. Whosoever holds this hammer, if it be worthy, shall possess the power of thought. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am your host, Ryan Doze, and I am joined by one of my awesome co-hosts, Will Rose, is here today. Will, are you ready for our special, spectacular conversation we have uh, coming up on this episode? I'm, I'm super stoked. So, yeah, you may know me as will rose or william as ryan likes to call me or i do use your uh, full name a lot <laughs> yeah uh will the thrill from chapel hill or wilbo baggins and there may be other co-hosts out there friends who actually impersonate my voice as like a movie trailer as did impersonate your voice on the last episode so whatever you want to call me i'm super good there was a point at some point where uh um dmc from run dmc um <laughs> called me chill will to my face he did do that yeah, at a, a, a Comic Con, at a Comic Con, I walked up, had him sign something, and he was like, "What do you want me to sign this as?" And I was like, "Will." And he's like, "What's up, Chill Will?" And I was like, "Dude, he just <laughs> one of the members of Run DMC just called me Chill Will to my face, and that was like a oh. highlight." So anyway, whatever you want to call me, I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm that that Moon Knight Mark Specter level of personality <laughs> that you brought to that mm-hmm. description of yourself was yeah. uh was From awesome. All of Today, we are we're doing kind of a bonus episode in our Jason Aaron retrospective, where we're going to talk to one of the creators that Jason collaborated with for a, a you know a year, year plus on Thor Comics. Mike Del Mundo is here to spend some time with us and have a chat about Thor. Mike, welcome to Across the Bifrost, man. Hey guys, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk Thor. It's been it's been a minute. So <laughs> how many minutes in years has it been since you worked on Thor? God, I don't know. Has it been like four years, maybe? Or wow. definitely before the pandemic. So yeah, wow. in the before times. In the before times, which you know, has been <laughs> those years uh ring differently than <laughs> it's like it's weird because it's like it's like has it already been that long? Like even when people talk about Electra, I'm like, has it really been like 10 almost 10 years it's wow. crazy yeah i'm gonna go ahead and delete my electric question then so uh, <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> no it's it's crazy like we we've been looking back at this this run with jason and it's like man it started in like 2013 2014 it's like yeah. almost a decade old and you know uh we're just thankful that you're here to talk about and, and try to drum up some of those memories from you know like will said the before times yeah, um but one uh what so how we start our conversations is we, we like to know where in the nine realms are you from or which one of the nine realms are you from oh man that that's 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 a hard choice man you and you've you've created and drawn so many epic depictions of 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 several of these realms so i'm i'm really curious where you land i think for me like the favorite, like, just places that I drew of Thor was hell. Ooh, yeah. yep, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was just as cool, and and it wasn't there wasn't much. I'm like, a, I'm an artist when when it comes to backgrounds, like doing city stuff and blah blah blah. Um, I don't know. It, I find it hard. So like, hell was like a a place where you can almost make things up, like weird world, where things yeah. would come. Yeah drop there and <clears throat> i could just draw anything really in that place randomly right so it was fun in that sense and it it probably made more sense like you know it, because like you you drew uh the queen of cinders uh a few different times and it was like man i feel like mike's queen of cinders is like really on point because she just she doesn't mm-hmm. look like she could fit anywhere else um and she's fun, so epic yeah. But I mean, well, we 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 will have we will have time to kind of ask ask about a few different things of your of your run uh, later on. But like, I wanted to know, just to start out, like, what were some of your first memories of comics uh, as a as a medium, or like maybe the cartoons? How did how were you introduced to 
this wonderful world of, of comics. And um, well, it's crazy that you say that because yesterday uh, with like new comic day happening, my spawn book came out. So with uh, Tom right. McFarlane, and I was just totally reminiscing back and just going through old pictures like back in 92. And that's literally where I started is, mm. you know, just a bit before the image era. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when guys were like at their their last few comics, like McFarlane and Eric Larson and Will Spertasho and Jim Lee, when, when they're all kind of finished finishing up like their X-Men runs and their X-Force runs. Yeah. And that's that's where I I begin with comics. Like something about um something about that art like as yeah. a kid really drew me in, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. The, I guess the explosiveness of it, the dy- dynamics, like the style just just really drew a kid in like me. Like I'm a 90s kid for sure. So that's how that's where I start um in the comics. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember like the first cam- comic you ever owned or bought in the comic store or at the store or the, on the spinner rack per se? Yeah, um, Toxic Avenger number one. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> nice. Just... <laughs> I thought I was gonna get a copy break in there for a second. <laughs> I hope you guys heard the spit and in back into the cup. Yeah, we that's had what... a spit laugh, folks. We had oh, a live. Man. I didn't even have enough time to <laughs> mute <Yeah>. it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Keep that, in. Keep that in. Toxic Avenger. I, I, oh I'm my gonna gosh. like. I know of Toxic avenger but i didn't know that that was like made into a comic because of course it was but i'm gonna hunt that down the back issues i'm gonna hunt it down either on ebay or somewhere yeah, i'm gonna it, own a, that i'm gonna own it it's I'm a gonna own too so like okay. i was in a bookshop and i was just like i don't know I, to be honest i don't know what made me gravitate towards getting comics I, I do remember going to a bookshop and seeing it on the shelf whether or not some kid was telling me you should go and start reading comics or not mm-hmm. but I saw that and I was like, well, it says Marvel. I can, I know about Marvel some, somewhere or another. And um, you know what, it, you know what I think it was? And I don't know if it was before or after, but okay. the, Marvel, the Marvel cards really got me into the comics. The trading yeah. cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the first series. Things are legit. Those really got me into wanting to know more about these, you know, these comics. Like even when they, the, they would feature like, the iconic covers right think fantasy and stuff like that and i remember getting the car and be like yeah this car is worth like fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> thinking like you know this is the <laughs> one right not really right right actual comic book that like that's worth that. <laughs> but you know giant size x-men stuff like that right like mm-hmm. wow. yeah yeah that's what really got me into it i guess the cards and then i was like yo i need to really find where these comics are then i start going to the spinner racks like everybody else did variety mm-hmm. stores and this and that and then from there i remember i remember getting the, the spinner rack stuff and realizing hey this one has like the barcode on the front and then there's like some of my friends that would have the ones with like the act you know the direct market ones yeah yeah and i was like i need those that's not like it, it was just kind of like these are like the steps to like getting to the the local comic shop right right so yeah. slowly falling down the rabbit trail and yeah. then you're like oh my gosh i'm like alice in wonderland like how all this stuff now just like opens up in front of you yeah. did you have any like childhood favorites i know you've mentioned the x-men a few times you mentioned spawn did you have like a character or a story that you were like this is mike's story this is mike's character yeah i mean like my first x title was x factor right mm-hmm factor 63 and up i just <laughs> started and mm-hmm. uh, so Will well he's Pat- on your level when it comes to if, when it comes legacy to numbers <laughs> legacy numbers yeah Will Spertasho was like you know i love i love his work and i i still go back to those 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 books and i'm like it still holds up i still love it like the art's awesome man like just the energy and like just the way he like you know rendered the lines and just everything about it, the acting. Um, so Wills is like definitely, I mean, all those image guys are just like heroes to me. And if not for them, you know, um, you know, who knows if I would have really gravitated towards the comics, you know. So that, not, that 90s style like really, really resonated. And yeah, I think as a kid, I was like nine years old, nine, 10, 11. And I think that's what really like, I was like, oh, what is this coolness? You know what I mean? So, 
these guys are huge. Talking <laughs> 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 about it, man, and um, it was all the image guys. I was just like, you can, I, I even as a kid, you can kind of pick apart who these guys are to, to others. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they really stood on their own. So, um, but yeah, the X Factor um, was was like uh my first book and then i, I will went into like doing like uncanny like that big event like the uncanny x-men 281 and then they started re re uh, they did the the actual x-men book with jim lee so did did you collect all those jim <laughs> lee variant covers sorry did you collect oh. all the like jim jim lee covers no uh, um the funniest well not even funny but the craziest thing about my upbringing during that time for comics is like I was only allowed to pick one comic in that comic shop right? like a month or a week um I guess to be honest I think it was like like I don't know if it was like per month it wasn't like a routine thing like once a visit but if we visited it would be one comic and I remember oh. like you know bumping to my friends and they'd have like 50 like a stack of 50 or 20 comics i'm like i'm just like what the heck man i got x-factor guys it's just how it was like uh, like like so i remember my brother would just kind of go in there and choose like the thought like he he likes like he would just choose the flashy covers yeah you know, like the ones that like you know the chrome cover the bot just like the number ones right so right, like, right. all right cool like i got that covered that part of his covered right like right and then, like, I would grab, like, um, yeah, I would grab X-Men, like, any X title. Yeah. Follow, yeah, but- I, I remember my first visit to a local company because I, I would ride my bike to elementary school, and there's this little shop, um, and I would get my lunch money, and I'd, go, I'd run into this little, like, little beat shop that that had a spinner rack, and instead of spending my money on, on lunch, I would use it for, like, to buy a comic and a candy bar, and then during lunch, I'd eat the candy bar and read the comic until my mom figured out what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but then when i went to the local comic store i do remember the same thing like you can pick out like two comics or something and of course like i was looking at the wall and all these comics from like a decade ago i was like i want that one it's like no that's a hundred bucks you cannot have that wall comic you got to pick from this one and and there's still some in there that I, like i remember the covers um and thinking like i should have grabbed that one but instead i grabbed this other one but yeah that's the memories of like going to a comic shop and be just overwhelmed by the art and the creativity in the room that you're with um was was there like a time like when when you were doing that when was the moment when you're like i want to do this i want to i want this to be a part of my life i want i want to draw like was there a moment where you where you you knew you wanted to be in that creative process and that was going to be your career um man i don't know i can't pinpoint like the moment but we were always like, you know, at school, we were always like, even before comics, there was, um, I guess there was like the Ninja Turtles. Like, oh, yeah. We were really into there's like Beetlejuice. I remember like, we would just have drawing contests. Like there's always be like, who can nice. draw better Beetlejuice or who can draw better like, <laughs> Michelangelo. And those, and the thing about those characters, like Beetlejuice and like uh, the Ninja Turtles, um, what else was there? Anyways, those are the two that I remember. They were like such a cool bridge for kids because like it, it was kind of like I could draw that. You know right, I mean? right. Kid, like you look at it and you're like, I could do that. So then it just it got us into actually like the confidence into drawing comics. Yeah. Or not comics, just art in general. So like Beatles just had that face, like the like the really like simple face, and we're like, and then we would just draw with each other and and pick who's you know who who did the best Beetlejuice drawing or whatnot. And um, I think that that's just like cool, like that, like there's something simple enough to to that we could have a starting point on. Right, right. And eventually, we just you know continue to try to get better at other things. Okay, so yeah. so like you you had to have won those, and are the people that <laughs> no, you, I, I never, I did, actually never did. Trisuma. You never won, I but wow. I, I like the fact that perhaps those people that are in school with you are now looking at your art, going, "Whoa, okay, I beat that dude in a comic <laughs> art and elementary school." <laughs> Well, there's, there's, see that guy who drew Thor. Like, guess what? I beat him in in third grade. There's always <laughs> like, um, there's always like one kid that's like the the art kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Like, Same with mine. Same with and mine. Then yep. Would ask that, you would just have a lineup of kids trying to draw Beetlejuice, 
can you draw me like it was like a request line there right and then uh-huh. commission without the pay commission. <laughs> fourth grade commission yes <laughs> but with me like i was that guy but then there's some new kid that comes in this kid was amazing like like back then i was like yeah he he came in and he just like fully put me to the bench you know what i mean like just like <laughs> no like the teacher would start saying oh yeah this guy i don't forgot i don't even want to say his name but you know we'll, we'll is have he in the business is he in the business comic book business at all i don't even know but he was really <laughs> okay good. and i think he must be some sort of artist now hopefully yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. he was just like he just took over and he's you know the teacher got him to do all the drawings for like the projects like the main books so i was just kind of left in the dust but oh man motivation you know what i mean i was just like, absolutely there's an alternate timeline where that didn't happen and you're not who you are today because you weren't pushed yeah, by I'm not, that guy. yeah i'm totally like just yeah yeah so yeah thank god for him you know? yeah yeah oh. there, there are those who push us for the thing cool so so like from there like you, you what it, it whetted your appetite like yeah i want to do this at some point do you remember like your interest weight in into marvel into comics was there like what was your origin level to get into like the actual biz itself well to the actual man there's like a bit of a gap because like um i mean i actually wrote like the other day i was looking at and like my mom kind of dug up uh like all about michael bio like i did probably in grade four or five or something and Mm -hmm. it actually says that these are my these are my like heroes and it was like naming like you know basically all the image guys um nice like nice. what i want to do is like a comic i want to be a comic artist when i grow up right oh that's, that's awesome that's, that's awesome dude. grade four but there is a bit of a gap in between maybe high school once you get into high school you just want to do different things and this yeah thing. so the art thing i i kind of dabbled in it i knew i was like i loved the art and i knew i had the confidence to to get good at it but i was actually more into like um at that time i got really into dancing like b-boy break dancing and stuff so that's awesome. Yeah, I put, I took really like pretty much most of my high school, actually all my high school to college um just doing that. And wow. then I decided to pick it up pick up comics um in college like when I was uh, like I I needed to basically do something that had to do with art, right? At the time. Yeah. So I like the only uh college program I was able to get into was graphic design. So then I just met a lot of people there that were really into comics and this and that, and it brought me back. And then I just really started delving back into it. Yeah. So there's a bit of like a four, four year gap in, in my life where comics weren't really around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all go through ebbs and flows. Like, oh, yeah. I did too. Then I missed the nineties. Uh, but then like, because I clicked as a kid in the eighties and then the nineties were a little bit of a gap for me. Then two thousands, I started just went head head over heels right back into comics so like and i had to do some catching up like the history of the 90s and all that kind of stuff so yeah we all have those little gaps of like what do you want to do so after that gap like and then doing some art like what was your first job in any kind of comic business did someone chase you you chased it did you have to hustle um Um, oh my god man like to be honest i don't want to name the companies but there was just a lot of jobs that we took um mm-hmm. it's free jobs you know what i mean like oh my god i'm gonna get published i'm gonna see this in print i'll do yeah. it and it's like get your foot in the door yeah mm-hmm. your foot in the door but a lot of times those jobs never really happen like you just kind of get screwed by them because you know you do free stuff like which is why we have image <laughs> because yeah. those guys at image felt the same way and you know looked up to their thing yeah yeah like smaller companies that will kind of like take advantage of people that you know are willing to do jobs for free and this and that but that's just part of the grind. So they yeah, did sure. a, a lot of that. Like I worked, I worked in graphic design. At, um, you know, after college, like I, I wasn't working in comics right away. So I just was in design for like four years. Um, I worked in freelance. I, I, I worked at a pinball or not pinball, like, um, you know, like those games that you get at Chuck E. Cheese. Like I did, I basically designed games. Nice. <laughs> nice. <After> like <laughs> ski ball and like um, those basketball games. So I did a lot of that. We actually like um, designed <laughs> like actual those fishing games and stuff like that. So I've but, probably uh, missed a lot of free throws at one of your games at some <laughs> at some point in my life. If you were at um, 
if you're a Chuck E. Cheese at some point, like you probably played one of those games. I did. I did a lot of the basketball games. Whack a mole. Did you invent whack a Mike? Did you invite? Did you invent whack a mole? Did you invent whack a mole? <laughs> Maybe pick a game from this century, Will. <laughs> okay. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We um. So yeah, like, but the cool thing is, is like all those jobs that I did, um, really like, uh, I got really good at Photoshop and like Illustrator from applying myself with all those jobs. Yeah. All, all nice. the kind of like mm-hmm. kind of cool jobs, kind of, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just kept like, I just kept going at it. Like, cause the, the one cool thing about comics was that I, that really stuck with me is that, um, most of the interviews I read were like, yeah, I was self-taught, you know, I taught myself. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go to school mm-hmm. for I went to school for fine arts or whatever, or I went to school for graphic design or like some sort of like unrelated art thing. Um, but then a lot of these guys were like, but I taught myself. Yeah. You, you just teach yourself. And I'm like, oh, that's freaking cool. I don't have to go to school for this. I just go home and just figure it out. <laughs> and I'm going to figure it out, guys. So like, I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll just put the time in and figure it out. You know, and then, um, you know, I met a lot of people like I joined a, a comic studio in Toronto called Bright Anvil. And there was a lot of uh, professionals that were there that I still talk to and are still like good friends of mine. And um, so I also step try to like put, put myself and learn from other people and this and that. So it's just like this crazy journey. And then, um, man, like I lost my train of thought. What else? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Uh, Will ha- Will has a question that he asks everybody, and I love that he asks this because it's one of the things like we as fans don't don't we don't really think of uh, when you guys are creating comics. But Will, I mean, you get to ask your signature question. Yeah, like what is a normal day of work look like for Mike? Like in the morning, you wake up, you play you, you play some X Men cabinet games. Yeah, and then, all warmed and then you up. Like, what does a normal day of work look like? <laughs> yeah, and, and like my normal day of work changes from day to day. But like I know, like in every everybody's fluid in terms of their job and that kind of stuff. But like, what a normal day of work creating art. What does that look like for you? Uh, well, it's pretty. It's very routine based now. It used to be a lot easier before kids, but now, um, uh, I just wake up. Uh, Okay, let me think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, wake up around like 7.30, get the kids breakfast, go walk the dog, come back, um, get the kids ready for school, uh, get in the car, drop them off, come back, make another coffee, <laughs> second coffee. That's important. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, I do the coffee. The very first thing I do is get the coffee ready. Amen, man. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh come back by the time i come back it's like nine o'clock and i just work from nine to nine to like one o'clock take the dog for a walk half an hour walk go back and then i work till three pick up the kids come back, <laughs> take the kids back home mm-hmm. go there do their youtube thing for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> dude i yeah. I've got a five and a six year old. Like I completely get it. I hate, I hate saying it though, but I'm like, man, like I'm like, whenever I we're all there. Thing, I'm yeah. just like, I would love it. to be one of those parents. Like, uh, no, my two little baby angels don't even know what YouTube is. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> bullshit, they do. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, so they're on their YouTube. And then I just head back and I work till six if I can. Awesome. Well, that's nice. day. And then it it completely stops at six. There you go. Draw those so though, like some of that during the day, or is there like the muse hits at certain things? You work with scripts or you you do some covers as well, or do you like have to see where the creativity hits you? Oh, we're gonna like, talk like, about covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no nah, man, like it's just, I just kind of have to start. I can't like wait um for creativity to hit me. I just I really have to just start. I, I'm sometimes like it's it's weird. I've gone through routines where uh there's days where I'll take half an hour and like just draw, do something I want to do, like yeah. Or like, oh man, like this is cool. Like I just discovered these pencil crayons that I got, or whatever, Faber Castells, and and then I, I get excited about it. I'm like, you know what? Because I'm I'm excited about this right now, and I want to see how these things work. 
I'll draw. Like I'll just like you know I'm gonna take nice. to do it because mm-hmm. a lot of those don't like like those hints of inspiration or like mm-hmm. the excitement to like uh see what these things could do or how they these colors can mix and this and that. Yeah, like they don't come a lot. You know, sometimes it, right. it's always around. So like I'll I'll usually sacrifice some time to do that. And then that's a bit of warm up as well. So um like a like a like a mad scientist kind of like figuring out what different tools he yeah. can create with. And um recently like when the start of the new year is hard because like there's a you know there's a bit of a lull because of like all the festivities and stuff from like the break. Yeah. So you I like I think for a lot of artists, like we just forget how to draw, man. Like it's just like, oh my god, like I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like you almost for either forget how to draw or you lose that confidence. You're like, do I still remember how to do this? And it takes like a few days before huh. you're back in the mode of that. One hundred percent. So yeah, that's how on Monday. That's how it started. It was, so then I kind of change it to like, okay, I'll take nine to ten to just do like social media stuff, like maybe yeah. Edit videos post that so i don't have to worry about that and then right. take, take it all the way from 10 o'clock and just work on um on pieces just to, just to find that groove and you know um yeah, just kind of like back in the and swing then, and, then I, and then i wrote a like i, I was what <laughs> i was uh i was i just saw some random like post on uh instagram of of the rock saying like um like the seven steps of like how to like uh, accomplish things and like have a good life or whatnot. And one of the things was like, um, get seven hours of sleep or whatever, but whatever, I like, I don't get seven hours of sleep. <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, Dwayne. Okay, we're all gonna go do that. <laughs> but he was like, in the morning, you should write down a list of things that you're gonna do for that day. And I've tried it and I'm like, damn, like I feel so much better because there was a point where like a lot of things I just keep in my head and I think I could tackle it. Like it's in my yeah. head it and actually stresses really stressed me out and like i felt so scattered once i started writing that list down yeah so easy to just like not think about it any of those things and just sticky notes sticky notes with lines and lists rule my life oh yeah (laughs) i used to do like sticky notes a lot when i was really in the mode of doing interiors and covers and it was just overwhelming so Mm -hmm. i would like put sticky notes all over my wall and then I would tack one thing and take it off, and it felt so good. Oh, it feels so good. But I haven't crumbled that, that thing up. It yeah. it will. I, I I'm just picturing the the Charlie Day meme where he's got all the different stuff on the wall, and he's like, "It's all connected. It's all connected." <laughs> it's all connected. There's a yarn here and yarn there. You may not understand, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, it it does make a difference when you either put on a sticky note or like, or you or you write it down. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I tend to forget that so it's good that's that's what i've been doing for the start of the year because it was pretty crazy nice no like mike i wanted to this was something i really wanted to pick your brain on because full full honesty when i picked up i I had gotten used to you know when i'm reading thor i had gotten used to isad's you know thor and then i had to get used to russell dodderman's thor and like you know that like their 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 take on those stories is so different and it's you know it's dynamic in different ways well when i got done with dodderman i fell in love with dodderman's you know his mighty thor and and you know the war of the realm stuff you know was coming and i was like oh my gosh i just like oh russell like don't step away man please And then this guy named Mike Del Mundo starts taking over Thor. And I, and at that time I hadn't read weird world yet. I hadn't read, you know, uh, most of your Avengers stuff. Really. I knew you from the vision covers and I was like, okay, this is so different. Like this is, this is like putting a, a, a Russell Dodderman Thor up next to a Mike Del Mundo Thor. Like only an idiot would say that they're not very different. And I, 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 I will be honest, I did not appreciate your style until I got older. I did not, gr- like, I was very like, oh, it's just, it's so different. And I and I wasn't mature enough to know, you know, hey, style style makes, you know, good runs. Yeah. I was so you just older, like you got like, like, like when you turned like, when you, your next ha- birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like Six three months later. months later, I got Three older. months later, three <laughs> months like, later. I'm so, I'm so wise now. And, uh. <laughs> But I, um, I appreciate your style so much more now, having read the whole run, and I like I love the almost like the 
it's like a, it's like a dream mixed with graffiti also with like i don't know it's just it feels so euphoric colors. to me colors mm-hmm. um what how what makes your style so unique and different from like a lot of comics that are out there today i i i i'm enamored with your style uh, yeah and, and that movement from like i'm a jim lee fan eric larson fan to like i know this is my style like that evolution like i'm yeah, gonna yeah. find my own style and this is who i am um yeah i don't i don't know if i really try to find my style i just kind of just do it you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like it, it is just what it is and like i just gravitate towards something if i do something like um color wise or like a style style wise and I see it and I'm like, I like the way it looks. I just kind of stick with it and I really attack that part of it. So like even like with Thor, like, um, yeah, like it's like when you were saying like you at, at when you first saw the the Thor stuff, it was really hard to like it, you. It took a while for you to kind of get used to the style. It, and it's not, it did. Yeah. Not, yeah. You're not like the first person to say that. Like I, I've heard it a lot. And I appreciate it because, um, because the, like, like a few years down the line, I hear the same people say, "Hey, I, I really love that, like the Thor yeah. stuff." So then I'm like, "Okay, good. Like, I like that's what I want. That's what I want to hear is that it's just something that maybe at the time, like, it's not wrong. It's just something at the time maybe like, it just takes a bit of getting used to." Yeah. yeah. And- um, and and like i i in no way do i mean like any any um any i don't disrespect by that it's just it was one of those things of um you know i i still have my stack of mike del mundo you know covers and my 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 interiors and i'll look back through them now i'm like man like i gotta i gotta spend some time with this like I, i gotta actually like like look it like the the you know you were talking about the you know doing hell and like niflheim and all that stuff it was like it was just a different experience. It was very immersive. And I really appreciated that over time. And I like, there's a, there's a few issues that like, I, I specifically just wanted to talk about a little later on. Um, but like some of my favorite images now of, of Thor books come from some of your issues. In fact, for a long time, we, uh, you know, like on our, on our Instagram, the, um, the cover you did of, of Thor and Odin on the rainbow bridge, having a beer. That was our, that was our like, Hey, this is our show. This uh, is us. It, was, <laughs> it was, it's, it was great. And um, when you, when you come to Marvel, like we've already kind of mentioned, you worked on Electra, you worked on weird world Avengers, all these different books. Yeah. And a, a lot of fans actually know you from your cover work. Yeah. And I was wondering if you have like, a favorite i know that's like asking you like which one's your favorite kid kind of thing but (laughs) like do you have a cover where he's like man like that's the mike del mundo cover right there i think it's gotta be the darth vader anakin cover that i did with the the one of the respirator like the the mask yeah and he's like stuck in a mask and um the only reason why like i love how that idea turned out i had that idea even before they hit me up for a cover, I just had it kind of boiling. Nice. And um, when they hit me up to do the Darth Vader cover, I'm like, bet, like, like this, like, let's see if I just sent them that idea. And I was like, you know, like this, this has to be it. And they went for it. So like, I just, I love it when it's like a sure shot idea that I really want to do and they, and they're cool with it. It's all approved. Yeah. That, I mean, that cover is like, it is incredibly unique. And I would have never thought to make like Vader's mask, like, yeah. like almost like jail cell bars. Yeah. I don't know how it came about. I really don't know the process of it, but it's just like kind of hit, like it just, it just happened, you know? Um, Were you already like a Star Wars fan that have like, man, if I ever get a chance to do Vader or is it something like, oh, hey, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. And especially like, I'm a fan of like I even kind of grew up with like Phantom Menace and the, yes, you know, so that was even a bonus. You know what I mean? Like I love like uh, <laughs> I love like that first movie. So you uh, know what, Will? I knew I liked Mike. I knew I liked him. I mm-hmm. like I, man. I'm kind of a Phantom Menace apologist because Darth Maul like changed my world. 
when I saw him for the I, I, like do you remember seeing the first trailer when the doors open up and he's there yeah. and he ignites both sides lights up I was like okay we are dealing with a different guy here <laughs> like, <laughs> he kind of looks like a demon and my mom didn't let me buy the toys <laughs> like <laughs> like we can't it's we like, can't have that stuff in the house <laughs> well like I love like you know New Hope for sure and like the first three but um you know that's like I didn't experience that in the theaters. Yeah. You know, like way before my time, right? So a lot of those movies came out. Like I was just watch they they just have reruns on on you know all the time, like every week on TV. TNT Marathon. TNT Marathon. <laughs> like, like what brought me into Star Wars is like the X-Wing pilots and the X-Wings. Like that's mm. what I loved about it, right? It wasn't like I mean everything else after is amazing but it was the x-wing pilots and like and wanting to ride those ships and this and that Man. but yeah like when phantom menace came out it was like we got to i got to experience that like finally experiencing the theater i was a little yep. older i can really take it in so there was no um pre uh like judgments on right on like if i guess if you were a star wars fan like wait you know like yeah bring baggage to it yeah like i i'm a i i like the that gray beard's not just for show mike <laughs> yeah yeah um but but yes yeah, so, oh man if we could get you on a all right marvel if you're listening uh mike demundo interior uh uh star wars book like we we i want that i want that out there cool. so yeah yeah let's make that happen i'm gonna send my email tomorrow um so, so Marvel, what, what was it that was the catalyst that brought you and Jason Aaron together for Thor? Was it something that he came to you or you went to Marvel or was it Marvel said, Hey, we think we're going to ma match, make, um, do a matchmaker and bring you guys together and, and work together. How did that relationship come about? I'm sure it was like, I, I, I don't know if like he requested me or, but it was, yeah, definitely through Marvel, uh, Will Moss, the editor, mm -hmm. hit me up um, to do this and, yeah, I was just like, I was overblown when like they they said Jason Aaron wants. Why do you do the lot to the like to basically finish off the arc? So it was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all I I know. And <laughs> well, well, we I I feel like Will at some point we need to have Will Moss on the show to answer all these questions <laughs> that we have. Yeah, Will knows. <laughs> I'm sure he knows. I mean, he's that he, was, that he, he yeah, you should definitely get him on the show because he probably he, he's probably like a sponger all sorts of information when it comes to that i i, I can't even imagine all all the de all the decisions and the the things that that, that guy uh, has, has known and made throughout the years but we'll we'll save those questions for him uh mike when, when you get this opportunity to to do thor were there things that you like that inspired your version of thor or things that you wanted to put into your version of the character Oh, I mean, well, that the character in general, like for sure, like because I see it all the time. Like, oh yeah, Mike's Mike's Thor, but like I never designed that that new Thor. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, that must have been like a I don't know if it was Russell or if it was Olivier or one of those guys that designed the new costume. I think it was Russell actually, Dodderman that designed the the Thor that I would be drawing. So. Um, yeah, if, if Russell's listening, like, yeah, that's everybody should know that that's not my uh, floor design. <laughs> you, just, you, know, you, you picked up that ball and then you just continue to run with it is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, well, I, I got I to gotta know about Baldur's Monster Truck because it is one of those covers where it, it's it actually, I believe it, it first shows up as like a last page. Uh, mm -hmm. of one of the issues and i'm flipping through that and i'm reading it and i'm like i'm like well that's very different and i was like this thing is it's like mean and it's epic and i've never seen this in a thor comic before i didn't even think yeah. i was going to so see it in awesome. a thor comic before so like, metal. it's one of those it's things so it's so metal that so exactly metal. That's the word for um it's like the most Aaron, man that, that's, that's, yeah did, did, yeah. now did, like we, we've talked to a few different artists about like you get a script that says you know something but then you kind of like run with it how much of that was dictated to you and then how much of that did were you given free reign to kind of 
I don't know, just kind of go nuts and be, you know, be yourself with that. Yeah, I think, I think, man, it's been a while, but I, I don't like, I think this is how it went. It was, it was definitely Jason Aaron's like idea to create this monster truck that had was just insane. Like, just go with it, right? <laughs> um, and like that, literally, that's literally what it was. Like, make this Baldur's monster truck and just make it as like just crazy and like. From what I remember is like, yeah, we we're just making teeth. I put like spikes in the. It's got horns, like. I mean, like it's got to go through heavy terrain and fight <laughs> giants. So um, I, maybe that's what it was like. The idea that it's gotta like they're gonna be go they're gonna be head to head with just crazy creatures. So like, let's just make this like the most ap- ap- apocalyptic uh, machine. You know, Asgardian Mad Max is like Asgardian Mad Max. <laughs> I was just gonna go like a Mad Max fever dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I think yeah, definitely that was um especially for the cover. Um de- definitely like Jason was involved in like just yeah for that cover. Yeah. And um I and Will, if you can think if you think of it, because obviously we covered this a few months back where we actually went like storyline by storyline through uh mike's stint on on the book but i i had one one issue mike that really like stood out to me it's it's one of my favorite issues of thor to the i mean to this day it's the issue 10 where uh, thor and odin have that really really visceral and emotional fight and you have oh, this yeah. you have this one page um where thor is smashing the hammer into odin's face and like yeah. every section of the hammer has like a different image within it there there have been times where i've sat there and just been like this may be one of my favorite pages because i just it's so everything like it's it's so much and like that issue i just need you to know like you know fan (laughs) to creator that issue is one of my absolute favorite comics and in large part to the art that just it feel if the comic feels like it's punching you back like I, 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 it's the only way I can think to describe it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta give credit to the script because like that script is just nuts. It's just like so emotional, and there's just so much anger involved and emotions here and there, and like, yeah, like that. That's what I strive off of when I do my visuals, just like the acting and like trying to put mm-hmm. much emotion into the faces as i can and then try to combine that with like the colors and yeah it's like so i i do have to give credit to like that script because it was nuts and you know everybody goes through their father-son stories and like we all have similar experiences maybe not smashing in the face but like <laughs> we you know, every we can relate in certain things you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we probably all butted heads with our dads at one point or another <laughs> well well you know when we talked about this comic before we talked about how it was coming off of like the death of jane foster it came off like this very heavy emotional grief-ridden run by jason aaron and and then like here's this new arc where it was almost like let's let's just have fun let's have bright colors let's have fights let's bring all like Hella and Loki and everybody and Balder and we got a monster. Everybody in the like, pool. Everybody, everybody in, the in the pool. pool. <laughs> All right, kids. Everybody in the pool. Like, let's just do this and have fun and like almost as a way to cope for saying goodbye to a beloved character that he had already like spent a lot of time with. It was like just dripping with like philosophical, theological, like um, existentialism of like wh- who am I in this world and why does it matter? And, and then you get to like this run and it's like so bright and colorful and graffiti and like a dream and, and just have so much fun. You turn the page and you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. There it is. Baldur's monster truck. And, and here's Hella, you know, there's Loki there's let's, let's do this. And so I, I imagine like just throwing everything in the kitchen sink into this book was, yeah, was a mean, lot of fun um, um, to do. Yeah. It was super fun. And do you guys remember if that issue two was it issue two or with the monster truck? Do you remember where that was? Was it hell that they were in, or was it? It's 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 like I think it's Niflheim that they're Niflheim. in because they're, they're going after they're going after. Uh, oh, good grief! I think they're going after Hella. At the mm-hmm. it's like it's like Thor and Loki go to hell kind of like story. Um, yeah, so Niflheim actually was is a spot where like things kind of just 
you just end up there and things just yeah it's that's so it wasn't hell so it was niflheim but <laughs> like when you talk graffiti of like like the coolest part of it is like we can do things like that so what mm-hmm. we did in the first page because you mentioned the graffiti is yes. uh you we had like the uh the trains like the we actually had like you know, oh the trains. right behind and like mm-hmm. the only reason i did that was like because it makes sense and i was like man that'd be cool if we actually i forgot like a lot of my homies to like actually use their you know their pieces on there so, on the train so that's not even my graffiti it's like my boys but it's just like i love doing ah, stuff. that's so rad that's so yeah. cool that's okay. really cool that's really cool those guys must have been like through the roof <laughs> like just like yeah oh, man. Just, like a lot of people that like a lot of my crew back in the days like there are a lot of graffiti artists and stuff like that and um yeah man like anytime i can like put those things in that makes sense in the story and make and make it better i do so like oh, that's so freaking good i so i i have uh towards the end of this you know this run jason's run as a whole your your run more specifically um with you know kind of the year and a half almost two years that you spent on here you wrote a fantastic like basically goodbye to the series uh at the end of the last uh issue and you shout out a few standout moments uh, like you mentioned in the letter, um, the tooth grinder driving uh, Thor's boat, Odin and yeah, Thor, awesome. Odin and <laughs> Thor's father and son scenes, the epic fight with Juggernaut in the first issue, um, which is crazy. Baldur's monster truck that we've already mentioned, uh, Loki and his dad's relationship, um, some really <laughs> bonkers stuff there. Um, another moment of Roz melting the frost giant that was there's so many crazy moments man like jason is just amazing yeah i i wanted to know what your favorite moment is oh those weren't mine or like no no no. you 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 mentioned you mentioned a bunch of them and i was wondering if like you had like like this is like my favorite part of being of being on the on the thor book i don't know like one thing i i don't know about moments but like one thing i really loved drawing was um just when loki was like just drawing loki and like he wrote that in the story and there's just a lot of emotion involved and just is very complex and i don't know there's something about loki i really have fun drawing yeah and um yeah and then yeah so that and everything else you named like the frost giant melting was just insane that, um, oh, it still stands out to me now i'm just like Roz, you're badass but, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> yeah and like the juggernaut scene i'm like man like that's like one of my favorite villains like it's did you know that i wanted to trust <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> x-verse number three is one of my favorite like covers and um yeah i've always wanted to draw juggernaut man and so, your your juggernaut yeah, cool. is your juggernaut like i'll be honest i'm not a big like x reader but i yeah. know what to expect from juggernaut like he's not going to be proportional to like a normal person yeah. but your juggernaut feels like that is like a giant <laughs> and he, like he like there's no way anyone should be able to like mess with him on any level just like mike's juggernaut is imposing to say the least we'll put it that way he's he's fantastic oh thanks i mean like there is one that does come through is the first page i think of thor either first or second where juggernaut is like you don't see him coming yet and it's just sound effects yeah that's got to be my favorite scene that i i was yeah i mean like with like kind of thor peering through the o's of the thum like yeah. and stuff yeah oh so, man yeah start start off with a with a crazy bang um yeah, it's crazy. like as an artist you just like um you know every artist goes through it like they look back at their old work and they're kind of like oh what was i thinking and this and that but there are moments in that book that i'm still like oh that's really cool like that like i'm happy with like what i did here and there and that was one yeah. okay I, so, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because there's definitely moments where, like, we'll go back and read them now. I'm like, I mean, the hits. It's, it's kind of like 
when you get into Jason's Thor and we're, we're, you know, we're, we're getting towards the end of our retrospective on his whole run. Um, we're, we're going to, we're going to cap it off, you know, uh, on our next episode, we, we we keep going back to these moments and it's like the hits just kind of keep coming and the, the run really doesn't let you, it doesn't let you breathe sometimes because there's just so much packed into every single moment and it keeps going. And uh, I'm, I'm personally very, very thankful uh, for, for your work on the book. I'm, I'm uh, falling in love with these stories. And like I said, that issue 10 is just really hard to beat in my mind. Um, <laughs> and a lot of that, it's, I know, I know I've waxed poetic about that one issue, but, um, but uh, Mike, thank you so much for, for talking to us about your career. Um, you know, your fandom leading into your art and in your work on Thor, we do have one thing we want to do with you before we let you go. And that is our thunder round where we hit you with five quick, simple questions and Will and I'll go back and forth. And these are just like, these are Mike Del Mundo questions. Like we want to know from you. Uh, just some... to answer them like super quick. Cause I'm like the guy that tends to like think of it. <laughs> Well, yeah yeah he can edit the thinking part but the first thing that comes to your mind the first i can thing, like, i probably won't yeah yeah, yeah. No, you, um no, yeah no well, wrong or right answers like boom yeah. first thing coming blink like oh that i that's what came to my mind and, and, and uh, if you want to if you want to if you want to take take a moment with it it's it's it, the this thunder round is is your is your time to shine so <laughs> well i'm gonna start off and then we can just ping pong back and forth that's cool with you sure. yeah sure. sounds good Okay, Mike Del Mundo, if you were a superhero, what would your powers be? <laughs> I don't know, man. I love Wolverine, but um, I don't think I'm going to be slicing people up. Um, <laughs> flying for sure. Yeah. Flying for sure? Why do you say yeah. flying for sure? I don't know. I just think it's something cool that like, like we all i'm sure we all wish to like be up in the air and just being able to glide like float like superman yeah. i don't know and why i when i walk my dogs i see like i just see birds flying just like i'm just like damn man wish i had wings <laughs> you're like you're like you know what birds that's a weird flex for you to do on me right now <laughs> that's right when i'm on the ground that's right oh right. it's such a flex i mean <laughs> and they're like they're like they look down they're like Mike, you have opposable thumbs. You can draw amazing. You have like, We can't draw, but we can we fly. Even, we, but but we don't even like, know what thumbs are. We don't even know what thumbs are. Uh, man, opposable yeah. thumbs is a superpower for sure. It is, it is. Right, right. <laughs> okay, All well. Right. All right, next one. Um, pet peeve. If there's if there's one pet peeve out there that's just driving nuts that people do, um, what what is it? What's what's a pet peeve? Don't don't let this get in the way of of Mike. Um, and, um <laughs> pet peeve of people i don't know man i'm pretty forgiving like i don't really get super angry but i would say my pet peeve one of them like today was like doing peanut butter and jelly and like having to use two two uh two butter knives you don't want to mix the jelly with the peanut butter and the yes just in case someone, you know someone <laughs> with like you know like a peanut butter allergy you know comes in i'm always paranoid about that so yeah that's a, such okay. a weird pet peeve, but yeah. No, but with someone with young kids and have taken them to school and fix lunches, yeah. like that's legit. Yeah. Now yeah. I know I could never make Mike Del Mundo a PB and J because I'm yes, yes. I'm a I'm a one knife kind of like I'm just thinking about the dishes I don't want to do. <laughs> I just don't want to have that one kid, that one of my friends' kid that comes in and is like, "Do you want?" <laughs> he likes a fan of jelly or something. <laughs> Like, like, Mike, are you trying to kill my kid? That's right. Uh, That's no. right. Yeah. That's right. Where's your EpiPen? Where's your EpiPen? It's like, I'm oh, sorry, didn't have it. Yeah. I yeah, didn't realize very... Mike was making the PB and J's. Of what? Uh, what, speaking of speaking of of food, what is your go-to drink or snack? Say, like in the middle of like a long work day, you know, what's your go-to drink or snack? uh people know me as the ginger ale guy like i like my canada dry Ooh. Nice. but i've switched to coke recently because i'm getting bored of that huh <laughs> so, like just like 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 a regular like a regular coke red can ice yeah. cold oh man but but ginger ale is like kind of like the go-to like pop drink yeah uh, i'm bad about that and uh, <laughs> you, know, coffee. you know you like your coffee snack wise yeah. Jeez, man. 
freak. Um, I like my Starburst, but if if it's here, if it's there, but I like my yes. Starburst. If it's like a candy, um, chips, man, I like um, I like my barbecue chips, man. Oh yeah, nice. So Good like, call. oh, when you get invited to your next Comic Con, you should have it on on your rider. Just feel like there's got to be Canada Dry and barbecue chips there. Like, like that's that's what I need. That's oh, well, hey, even better. If I run into Mike at a Comic Con, I'm just gonna walk up and not even tell him coming and hand him Canada Dry and barbecue. He's like, I think I know you from somewhere. How did you know I like Canada Dry and barbecue chips? I'm just gonna I walk. So, I feel so filthy, man. People just keep handing me like. Just the, like the most unhealthy saturated fats oh my god i mean i love it but like getting handed to it be like oh my god i feel so filthy <laughs> well that'd be a great moment because you could like you just like walk up to the table and then just watch as a line of people are like does he know him like why he, is what? It, like is he running errands for him that's right no i know i know and then i'll but i'm gonna put a, a sticky note on there that says no guilt snack like you don't have to feel guilty about it that's what i'm gonna put <laughs> on there no guilt snack. Okay, all right well. so all right so when you're not doing comics you're not like taking kids to school or walking your dog what are you doing for fun i like everyone else netflix whatever streaming service there are so we'll watch some tv i got the ps5 now so yeah, that's what i've been doing for during the break so playing ps5 you know nice what game or show are you obsessed with right now oh um shoot there's so many uh well the game we've been playing fifa 23 very very uh very fitting with the world yeah yeah yeah, that's because my kid really loved like soccer so that's what he asked for christmas and then i got into it (laughs) nice Uh, just finished uh horizon forbidden west and okay. um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go back to playing like The Last of Us and stuff like that next. We, I mean, yeah, because the show just came out. I mean, you might as well, might as well uh, do some nostalgia gaming. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna go for like um, God of War, but I was like, maybe I'll just get like wait and do The Last of Us because of the show and all that stuff. So, and then yeah, I mean, my default is always The Office. Like, I'll, if yes, I've a lot of shows, but if there's like if I got if I got a half an hour show, I have to run and I don't want to watch a full movie before I go to sleep. It's always the office. Nice. Okay. Mike, I am a firm believer that the office is the greatest sitcom of all time. It is yeah. a per it, amazing show. Do you have a favorite episode of the office? Oh man. The basketball episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, earlier, like the, what's like the first, that's the first season. Yeah. First season. Yeah. But yeah, I've been watching that because I'm like, man, I don't remember like, like I've been watching season seven and eight. And I'm just like, how do I, I know I've seen this, but I don't remember seeing this. So I'm watching it for the first time, man. Like, yeah. Really. Yeah. It, it's like, it's not as memorable as like seasons like two through four. Yeah. But like all that, but like. Still good. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like Jim and Pam, like aren't, weren't, weren't at their, like, they weren't building up to their romance. Dwight was kind of mellowed out. You know what? This is. Yeah, into a like kind of podcast. I was like, yo, I never remember watching Mike Mike hitting it off with Pam's mom or something like that. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that so good. Yeah. Since you know, the, like those are the go to shows, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I have nothing else to watch. Simpsons and the the, the Office are always just, nice. We, one last question, and this is this kind of comes back to a comic book related thing, um, but we love to ask all of the creators this question. If you could have dinner with any comic book creator, uh, uh, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man. You've well, mentioned quite a few names so far that I'm... I'm... I mean, I ha- I've had dinner with like my hero, one of my what? heroes. Can you tell us okay. about that? Yeah, uh, Will Spertaccio. So yeah. we nice at toronto comic-con we we were na- like you know uh, booth neighbors basically oh and yeah man we'd like my wife was actually there and she kind of like invited everybody to like <laughs> just eat it was like us um humberto ramos um oh, nice holy yeah. god yeah it was <laughs> it was it was just a whole bunch of people and i'm like this is crazy like because humberto is a, a huge inspiration for me yeah especially <laughs> especially when i was like heading back into um really learning the craft of like comics and really taking it serious yeah a huge like 
like one of the guys I was really trying to mimic or just like learn off of. And um, mm. so I was like, this is crazy, man. And yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it was awesome, but it was also, you know, when you, when you go to dinner with your heroes, it's hard to, you want to, you want to tell them so much, how much, Oh my God. Like you, you mean you meant so much to my childhood yeah. Yeah. comics, but you also don't want, you almost feel like I don't want them to feel so uncomfortable, you know? What I mean? <laughs> right. So like, like what do I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I kept it cool, but like, I, I mean, you know, I did let like, them know that, like, you are the reason that, um, that I probably that I'm probably drawing comics, especially yeah. because he's also Filipino descent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, when I found out that he was like, you know, another like a Filipino artist, I was like, oh man, like that's really cool you know it really got yeah. me excited. um same thing with todd mcfarland he's a canadian artist and i'm from canada so like, right right these images guys really brought me in you know um and this, so that's cool that, oh man that's that's so cool it's is there anybody that you maybe haven't met or that you know is maybe passed away that you're like man that wouldn't be cool too or you're like i'm good man like i i had that dinner well, i would love to like meet todd and um jim lee and and those guys like we i've talked to todd but like in person you know what i mean and yeah it'll be really cool yeah yeah well you know if, if we we think todd mcfarland should have dinner with you if that counts for at probably nothing but anything um and uh so that's i mean that's our thunder round man thanks for uh helping listeners get to know you a little better is there um anything you have coming up uh that maybe people can be looking for and you know comics or projects that you'd like to shout out here uh towards that you're that you're allowed to say because sometimes yeah, right right because oh yeah I mean, like, um, man there's so much um we actually went through a whole bunch of projects that just just came out like i did a tmnt um mmpr variant cover that's um pretty much a collab between me and my my good friends over at the toronto collective which is a graffiti shop awesome. and a collector shop that sells all just a whole bunch of cool stuff everything that we're into um so we did our own retail variant basically and um that's out right now at my shop store.mikedelmundo.com cool um, spawn just came out uh, yesterday yeah so that's, uh, uh like what do you call it? giant size kind of like 40 page issue and i we did four issues but we decided to kind of like truncate them into like two issues which is okay um so that the first issue just came out and um man and also three roads three moons that's like the main thing that i'm i'm working on so i'm working on like a uh like a big uh what they call like a just like an 80 pager almost like a graphic novel yeah with uh, with uh three roads three moons um, is, and that's gonna be amazing like that's it, gonna be like you know correct sorry. me if i'm wrong mike but is that with jonathan hickman yeah oh my gosh so okay. that's hey yeah, it's quite so, a it's quite I'm, an all-star roster if i love to say that but yeah we're doing a we're gonna be doing something i um, think i think i saw something I think I saw something on like someone's newsletter or maybe it was like um, a sponsored ad or something like that. It was like from oh, Hickman yeah. and Del Mundo. I was like, okay. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So they probably, they might've said already. So me and yeah, me and Jonathan will be doing like a nice collected thing. I'm not, I can't say what it is, but it's right. Right. It's freaking awesome because it's everything that I've always wanted to draw. And um, yeah, man. It, so, it's, so. It's, Will you think you can get a, a pre-order of, of whatever this project is, man? <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I am. Like for like the three worlds, three moon stuff. You just it's a subscription thing. So okay, head on over and like I'm um subscribe. Like there's even free subscriptions, so you can check it out before you you like make a decision. But it's it's cool. We're we're doing some cool stuff. We're gonna be doing um it, like our last year was really good. This year is even better because we're awesome. We're, up some new plans and like some surprises so it's gonna be awesome we'll be sure to plug that however we can um make sure you know people that check this out can can check that out as well sure, yeah check out three worlds uh 3w3m.com okay we'll, we'll put a link to that in our episode description so sure. people can go there and uh, check that out but mike del mundo thank you for 
ch- for chatting with us and thank you for sharing your memories of Thor and uh and your your life and your career and all that. I mean, uh we we appreciate your time so much. Oh, thanks man. Appreciate it. Um ho- hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Um ah. tend to do that. No. <laughs> If anyone gets to ramble about Thor comics, it's the people that create them. I, I figure that's, you know, we They're do loud. enough of that on our episodes when, you know, real creators aren't on. So, uh, but everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Mike. Uh, until we see you next time, you can check us out on Instagram at Mighty Thor Podcast. You can join our Thor core on Patreon where you can get early episodes, bonus episodes, and kind of get some news before everybody else does and uh, you can support the show there we really appreciate that it kind of keeps our the 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 things we need like the zoom accounts and the marvel unlimiteds and all that kind of it keeps that happening so we appreciate your support and your help there if that's something you're able to do or if you just want to listen that's also a great way to support the show but uh will you got anything else for our amazing listeners uh no i'm gonna just go into 3w3m.com right after this Wow. The, the, the shameless plugs continue mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. for Will Rose. Uh, I am Ryan Doze. And until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, we remind you to stay worthy.